Hi, this is Craig. Appreciate you tuning in as we hear from the Lord on how to improve, how to find our Christian walk on a daily basis with his encouragement, with his challenges, and what he does for us each day, even when we don't think he's there. That's what it's all about. Faith. Faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Today's message is titled, Who is Running the Show? Yeah, you know, usually it's not too hard to to really know who's running the show at, at your job or at school, but sometimes it's not so easy figuring out who's running the show of your life. Some say it's the people with the political clout who run the world, or the people with the most money, or maybe even the people in Hollywood. Others say, I'm in charge of my destiny. I decide what happens in my life. Yeah, okay, to some degree, maybe, but still others declare that nobody's really running this show. Things just happen with no rhyme or reason. But the Bible tells us there really is somebody who's running this show. Psalm 103.19 says, The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. And in Psalm 115.3, But our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. And that's the way things are. But that's not always the way things seem. And if you live long enough, you'll be tempted to wonder if God really is running this show. You might ask, why is evil so powerful? Or why am I hurting so badly? Why don't my prayers get answered? Why do things get so mixed up and confusing? How can I know that God is really in charge of this world in my life? Today, I want to take a look back at some people who probably struggled with these very same questions you and I have. It's a group of exiles trying to rebuild a life among the ruins of the once great city of Jerusalem. They all had doubts, doubts about who was running the show. If you ask the average Joe back then, they'd tell you that the king of Persia was ruling the world. He's running the show. But God sent a prophet named Zechariah to tell his people that he was still running the show. And in the last vision Zechariah records in scripture, God reminds us of some demonstrations of the truth of his sovereignty over this world and over your life and mine. How does God demonstrate he's running the show? He demonstrates it by defeating the enemies. And to understand this vision from Zechariah, you got to refer back to his very first vision in, in chapter 1. Well, these same horses he's talking about in chapter 6, they're first mentioned in that passage, and these horses are patrolling the earth. They're reporting back to God about what they saw. But in this vision, these very same strong steeds are hitched up to battle chariots. They thunder forth between two bronze mountains, a symbol of God's heavenly throne. And they are driven by four spirits who are eager to ride them out. And the, when the Lord gives the order, they ride off. The black horse heads north, and they're followed by the white horse. And while the dappled horse heads south, 
well, it's presumably uh, taken that the red horse is following him that way. Why are they riding out? Well, verse 8 gives us a clue. God says, they, the horses, they, they, they have given rest to my spirit in the north country. I'm sure when Zechariah delivered this message, all the exiles understood exactly what it was about. But you and I, we, we might need to do a little more unpacking to get the really heart of this message from him. First, we have to notice that these horses are hitched to chariots. Hitched to chariots. It means they are outfitted for battle. They ride out from between two bronze mountains, representing the presence of God. And they go out from their stations before the Lord over all the earth. The black horse, perhaps uh, the, the theologians uh, say it represents death. And the white horse, representing God's victory, they ride to the north, the general direction of Babylon and Assyria, while the other two head south in the direction of Egypt. The chariots are headed to war against these enemies of Israel. But there's something else interesting going on here in verse 8. God, speaking to Zechariah, says, The war horses headed north have given rest to my spirit in the north country. Now, the idea is that these nations angered God by their treatment of his people Israel, and now God is satisfied because his sovereignty defeated these enemies. And the exile Zechariah saw this happen when in Babylon, the nation who once thought they were running the show, they were defeated by the Persians. The Babylonians hadn't been defeated by military might for, I don't know, hundreds, many, 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 many years. But God defeated them. And Zechariah reminds them God is running the show because he defeats all of his enemies. Does God defeat all of the enemies? Oh, yes. There is no enemy that can stand against our sovereign God. And in this present world, God is defeating all of his enemies each day. Now, Satan, though, he would like you to believe he's running the show. But over and over, God defeats the devil's plans by bringing good even out of what we think are the worst circumstances. The cross of Christ is the best example of God's sovereign victory over the devil. Death seems to run the show in this world, snuffing out the lives of the young and the innocent and the helpless. But God defeated death at the resurrection of Christ, opening the door for all who believe to be resurrected too. Every time throughout history when it seems goodness will die and evil will triumph, God comes through and sovereignty brings victory. The Bible reminds us that there will come a day when God's victory will be final and complete. All of his enemies will be destroyed forever. It may look dark and grim today for you, and we may sometimes be alarmed or even confused, but always remember this. God is running the show. He is undefeated. He will always remain undefeated. John J. Chapman once offered this advice to all those who belong to God who runs the show. Have plenty of courage. God is stronger than the devil. We are on the winning side. Now, do you and I really believe that? 
It is a tough question some days, but it's the truth. God is running the show, and he's defeating all his enemies. And how does he do that? He demonstrates that by crowning his own king. And one way to pinpoint who's running the show is find out who's worn the crown. Crown, ah, they've always been the sign of authority and kingship. The ancient king Charlemagne wore an octagonal crown. On eight sides was a plaque of gold, each plaque studded with emeralds, sapphires, and pearls. And Richard the, the Lionheart, he, he had a crown so heavy that two men on each side had to help hold it on his head. And the crown that Queen Elizabeth wore, believe it or not, it's worth over $20 million. Now, why spend so much money on a crown? Because it identifies who runs the show. God has already demonstrated his sovereignty by destroying the Babylonian Empire and all the other enemies. Now he goes a step further and shows he's running the show by crowning his own king. As God's king, the Lord Jesus has the right to rule not just over Israel, but over the whole universe. And right now, for the most part, he runs the show from behind the scenes, working in what we might think are mysterious ways to do his will. But the Bible tells us that one day he will reveal, reveal himself as the king who runs the show for everybody to see. In Philippians 2, 9 through 11, Therefore God has always, correction, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, all those in heaven and all those on earth and all those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now as God's priest, he is the one only mediator between God and man. There's nobody else you need to go through. Actually, there's nobody else that you can go through to get the God. 1 Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Who's running the show? God's king, God's priest, Jesus Christ. He's got the whole world in his hands. Remember that little song that kids sing? He's got the whole world in his hands. All right? Along with the keys to the kingdom of God. He's got the whole world in his hands. There's no higher authority. There is no king more powerful or glorious. Nobody is worth your love, loyalty, and worship. There is no other priest who can take the hand of sinful people and the hands of a holy God and bring us together. God demonstrates his sovereignty by crowning Jesus as the one true king and the one holy, faithful priest. But there's more to this than that, just a theological truth to embrace because Zechariah tells us God's sovereignty is also demonstrated by the obedience of his people. Zechariah personalizes this message for the Jews. No enemy can stand against God. No king is greater than God's king and no mediator more precious than God's priest. But in order for God to run the show in your life, you must choose in the words of verse 15, to diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Notice that he didn't say that we should obey God, but that we should diligently obey God. 
Now carefully, concisely making sure that not only we do what he says, but we do what he says for the right reasons. Obedience is to is your surrender to God's sovereignty. It is a concise decision to invite God to run the show of your life. But it's very important to understand that there is only one acceptable motive for obedience to God. And that motive is love. If you want God to run the show in your life, you must obey him because you love him. You can understand why, can't you? If you obey God for what you get out of him, you won't obey him very well at all. Now, there's a saying. He who serves God for money will serve the devil for better wages. That came from an, uh, an English proverb. I just kind of stumbled across as I was putting this uh, message together. Now, you could obey God out of fear. Yeah, maybe that would be a little better. But if you serve because you're afraid, you tend to build up a lot of resentment inside. You start looking for ways to escape, a way out of obeying. But if you choose to obey God from a heart of love, then you obey with a willing heart. You obey gladly. You obey him because you know he is good and gracious, and you can always trust him. This, Zechariah says, is the most beautiful demonstration of God's sovereignty, reigning in the hearts of those who love him. This is what the Lord wanted from the exiles. Could he rebuild this temple without their obedience? But they would never have experienced his blessing on them. And they would never have been part of the wonderful work God was doing in this world. The same is true for you and me. God doesn't need you nor I to work in this world, but he offers us a chance to be part of his plan to be blessed by his power and presence all by obeying him because we love him. This is how God's sovereignty becomes a personal reality in our lives. This is how we live out the truth. 1 John 5.3 says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. And you might be asking, But Craig, how do I learn to love God more? You seek him more. You talk to him more. Read his love letter he wrote for you, the Bible. Look for his hand of blessing and grace in your life more. And when you seek God, you will find him. And when you find him, you will love him. And the more you love him, the more diligently you will choose to obey him. So who's running the show of your life today? Well, the truth is, God's running the show. He's working his plan in spite of the devil's scheming, in spite of the distractions, in spite of what we might think. He's working his own plan. He is running the show. And if you and I want to be part of his plan, we must trust Christ as our king and our priest and diligently, lovingly obey our sovereign Lord each day. He is running the show of your life. Thank you, Lord, for this message to remind us who is in charge. In spite of what we might see, might think, things happening to us, we have faith and trust. You are running the show because your word says you are. There are no other options. You are running the show. And we want to be part of that.
Help us each day to overcome the temptations, the distractions, the enemy's scheme, so that we may be victorious with you in defeating the enemies and knowing you are in charge of our life. Amen.